Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. My name is Sally Wallace. I am your host and this is my podcast. Okay, this is a bit of a different episode for me today because it's actually talking about something that I don't really ever talk about. In fact, yeah, it's completely out of my comfort zone, but I'm happy to go with it. I like a bit of a challenge. And to be honest with you, I need to stop holding back about it. And I do need to talk to more people about it because actually... So many more people suffer with this than you can actually ever imagine. Um, And this has taken up a huge part of my life. Um, Has it held me back? Probably in certain things. I've tried not to let it, but on some occasions it's got me, it's it's been the root cause of uh, an awful lot of upset, should we say. You're probably thinking, what the fuck is she on about right now? What's she going on about? Um, But I have, for the past 25 years, lived with psoriasis. I have psoriasis. Now, if you're thinking, what the hell's that? It's a, it's like a, it's a skin condition. It's like a skin complaint. Um, it's similar to eczema, but it's more, it's more aggressive. It's very red. You get very flaky skin. It can come just in patches or it can come in like a plaque form on your skin. And it's fucking shit. I'll be dead straight with you. It's shit. It's horrible. It's a, it's something that has, I've lived with since I was 19. I am 44 this year. I've had it since I was 19, not consistently on and off. And I'll tell you that because I really want people to understand this. And I also, the reason why I want to share this story is because I have literally done almost everything everything and that's the truth um and until recently i've started to look at things differently okay so yeah i just really wanted to share this because whether you're somebody who suffers with uh, eczema dermatitis you have a skin condition i don't know what you've got i honestly don't know what you've got going on there's something that i have just discovered only in recent years um that actually you can heal yourself you genuinely can and, I, and I, I don't get me wrong, I've still got psoriasis, but I know for a fact that there is a way to get rid of this. And, and I'm really confident. Oh, she says, oh, a bit, oh, a bit edgy there. No, I am. I am. I'm super confident that I can actually heal it myself. I really am. But it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's, 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 it's not the nicest of skin complaints to have because it does stop you from doing what well, it has stopped me from doing so much. Right. So let me tell you how it first started. I think I was about 19. 
Um, and uh, I had my first boyfriend ever. So it was my first true love. And I was going to university. Um, and um, I didn't do very well at my A-levels. I could have done a lot better. But I think we all say that, don't we? I could have done a lot better at my A-levels. I ended up going to college for a year. I don't know why I did that because I didn't really pay attention to anything. Um, I worked at Tesco's, to be fair, and, and made some money. And then I was given an ultimatum by my mum and my dad with, uh, right, you either pay us rent or you go to university. So I thought, well, I'm not fucking paying them rent, right? I'm off to uni. So I went to uni and I didn't get into the universities that I wanted to go to, um, which is so many people say that anyway, don't they? But I had to go because to me, I didn't have a choice. I don't know why, but that was it. I was like, right, I've got to go to uni. That's it. And um, I ended up going to Chichester, which is part of Southampton. It's part of the Southampton University. So I went to Chichester and actually I studied media and women's studies. And at the time, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, at the time, I remember, you know, when you sort of meet people and you're meeting new people there and everything. And it's like, so what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm doing IT um, or um, performing arts. It's very performing arts. It was a very sporty university. Um, and what are you doing? Uh, media and women's studies. What? And it was actually one of the first campuses, I think, first universities actually incorporated women's studies um, as an actual subject. Um, Oh, my God. I remember I got called a lesbian. Oh, he's such a fucking lesbian. And this is... I was very young and I was very, uh, should we say, very impressionable. Um, I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And why on earth I was so upset by this, I don't know. But... It just goes to show you how much my confidence grew in three years because by the third year, when people were saying to me, oh, you're doing women's studies, you must be a lesbian. I went, yeah, so what if I fucking am? <laughs> Team lesbians. And who gives a shit? I mean, seriously, in this day and age, like, whoever, who would have given a shit? But back then, it was like a big deal, a really, really big deal. So, yeah, I was with my boyfriend and... um I went to university and I remember I had really dry skin on my elbows, really dry skin on my elbows. And um, can you believe this? I got a pumice stone, no shit, and started like rubbing it and rubbing it and rubbing it on my elbows to try and get the dead skin off my elbows. And then I'd put um, Vaseline or E45 all over them, but they'd be bright red, like bright red, no dead skin there, but just bright red. Um, and then it started to grow. And it started to come down the uh, my forearms, uh, just in little patches on my forearms. And then it's uh, it was all over my upper arm as well, uh, like your bicep, but on the back of your bicep. My tricep then, isn't it? Um, and then it was on my kneecaps. It was on my kneecaps. And I have no fucking idea. I was like, I was just like, what is this? What the fuck is this? This is horrendous. And I went to the doctors and they said, oh, you've got like a dermatitis, um, uh, eczema dermatitis. I was like, right, OK. So I got, wait for it, steroid creams. Oh, the wonderful steroid creams. Um, just don't use them very liberally, but it would be, 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 be very careful. Don't go very thick. I was like, All right, OK, then got one set of steroid creams. Didn't really do anything. And this is they said to me, I never forget this. If it doesn't work, come back and we'll give you something different. So I went back and got another set of steroid creams. I mean, this went on for years. And I mean, fucking years. Um, and just on the backs of my hands, because it, it went on the backs of my hands for a bit, or I have, it, I, my skin can sometimes look so thin on the backs of my hands, where I just overdid the steroid creams, which is not good at all. Um, so, it, I, yeah, I lived with it through university. I, at the time, I was really overweight. I was about a size 22 at uni. And then in the third year, I dropped fucking four, four, four stone, four and a half, five stone, and dropped down to a size 10. And um, 
And then I moved out to America. Now, how weird is this? When I dropped all that weight, it all went. Everything went, the whole lot of psoriasis just completely went. And I remember when I was struggling with it at uni, I would get, oh, it's, it's because you're stressed. It's because you're stressed out. And so I was under the impression that I was a very stressed person. This is what I've been told. Oh, it's because you're very stressy. You're very, um, I was quite uh, not hyperactive, but well, I think you can tell by now I'm a bit giddy. So yeah, I was, and, and, I, and I was smoking like a chimney and drinking like a fish. So I loved going out and getting pissed because I was at university. And then I was smoking the fucking cheapest fags ever. I think they were called Mayfair. And if I couldn't afford those, when the, after I'd emptied my coins out of my uh, penny jar, I'd buy some rollies. <laughs> I mean, I was a classy chick back then. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's so weird. So that's how I was labelled. Oh, Sally's a stress head. And I used to get told by my family, oh, stop stressing, stop stressing. So I actually used to think to myself, am I, what am I stressing? Am I stressing? What am I stressing about? I don't even know what the fuck I'm stressing about. Why have I got this shit on my skin? And I don't even know what I'm stressing about. It was, it was pretty shit because I wasn't fucking stressed. But I just kept getting told that I was, so I was living in a state of stress because I obviously it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? You know, if you, if you were, if you're feeling depressed and you're telling yourself depressed, guess what? You're going to be depressed. So people are telling me I'm stressed and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm stressed. I must be stressed. That's why I've got this. So I was stressed. I was living in a very stressed state. I'll never forget this, right? We used to go out to this really shit nightclub. I can't even remember what it was called in Bogdan Regis. And it was on a pier. And I'd, I was trying out a different set of creams at the time because it was all over my arms. So bearing in mind, I would never wear, I still don't to this day, short sleeve tops. So I wouldn't, I would never wear short, everything. So my whole fashion wardrobe was actually around the fact that I had psoriasis. It still is to this day. Um, it's fucking sad that I think. In fact, I could actually get a bit emotional about it, but I, I'm, I'm feeling good today. So <laughs> you're all right. So yeah, because if you, if you've never met somebody who has psoriasis or you've never experienced it before, the skin flakes off everywhere. It's fucking awful. It's awful. And I'll never forget, I was in a nightclub. And it really held me back with my confidence as well, like chatting to guys and stuff like this. Because of course they've got to see you naked at some point, haven't they? Um, and um, I was trying out this new cream in this club in Bognor Regis. Oh my God, it made me glow in the fucking dark. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck was in that cream? <laughs> to me, I'm no word of a lie. I had long trousers on and I had like a short sleeve top because I thought, right, do you know what? I'm confident. I'm going to go out. I'm going to show my arms off. I've got this new cream, put the cream on and my arms were honestly, it was like somebody had snapped open a light stick and emptied it all over my arms. I was glowing. Honestly, I was that, I was literally glowing in the dark. And it's like, everyone's going, what's wrong with your arms? And I just thought, I've got to go home. I had to, I, I literally just left, caught a taxi back to my uh, little student house. And I just remember getting into bed and just bursting into tears. I was fucking horrendous. I'll never forget that. I was so upset because I couldn't relax and enjoy myself because I, I had fucking scabs all over my arms, dried skin everywhere. It was horrible, absolutely horrible. Anyway, on the third year at uni, I lost loads of weight, like I'd mentioned, and then I moved out to America. And I don't know why, but it all went. Everything went. And then I kept thinking, is it because I'm not stressed? Is it because I'm not stressed out here? On reflection now, was it a change of diet? Is it a change of environment? Was it a change of water? You know, the sunshine definitely helps. I mean, fuck me, I have tanned sunbeds over the years to the point where, yeah, I don't even want to talk about that, to be honest with you, because I used to hire sunbeds out. Oh, I'll get to that bit in a minute. But yeah, so it was, 
It just went when I was in America. And that, so I must have been hitting about 22 by the time I'd moved back from the States. And so I've been living psoriasis free for two years, fucking wearing bikinis, going out in little strappy tops. Oh, it was amazing. Amazing. Um, never even thought about it. Didn't have it at all. Uh, then moved back to the UK. And then all of a sudden I had like a reality check of shit. So I'm back in with my parents. Um, I need to get a job. And then all the, st- the stress, again, told him the stresses, stresses of life came back into sort of um, into motion. And then um, it came back within 12 months um, all over my arms. And at this point, I'd got my first ever radio gig. So I was on I was on air and I was living in Bristol. Um, I didn't I didn't know anybody in Bristol. So I, I mean, bless, there was a wonderful girl called Caroline. She let me sleep on her floor for about three weeks before I got a, a place to live. Um, yeah, and, and it came back. But then it was really weird because I started going on the sunbeds. So I'd go on like a sunbed. I was still using steroid creams. I'd go on the sunbed and then it would clear up a little bit. So it would give me a bit of confidence. It had gone off of my legs, but it had come back on my arms, on my upper arms, on my triceps. It was there. Um, so I could still, I'd still go out and wear strappy tops because it didn't look that bad at this point. The flakiness had really stopped and it was more like a red. So if, I know this is going to sound terrible, but if you're out in the piss, you would probably never not, not have noticed it at all. Because <laughs> you, hopefully, if you're out with me, you would have been shit faced. <laughs> I didn't do sober back then. Um, and, um, yeah, I remember it was, um, I used to do fake tanning as well, but oh my God, fake tanning because of the skin. So basically, psoriasis means that your skin regenerates very quickly your skin grows very quickly so if you fake tanned and you fake tanned over a big patch of psoriasis all of a sudden that can just go like grow really quick and then the skin falls off and then all of a sudden you're left with a patch so yeah it was that was always a bit hit and miss fake tanning but yeah, I used to, it didn't hold me back that much, to be fair, in my younger days. I really, really didn't. And then I got a big gig up in Newcastle upon Tyne where I was working on another radio station. And I remember it, it had gone off my legs at this point and then it was just on my arms. And um, should I say, in Newcastle was the place where um, I uh, I decided to get a dance card and had a number of partners on there. So I was dancing quite a bit. And listen, I wasn't a slut. If you're thinking, oh my God, she's right. It's like, no, no, I wasn't. I was single for fuck's sake. I was in my late 20s and I was single. And I used to go out with some amazing people in Newcastle. And I met some, uh, a, a few gentlemen. Um, and I tried to date. I did try and go out and go on dates and everything. But it just didn't work for me. Because for some reason, I would always meet the biggest asshole um, and then try and fix him. I mean, what the fuck? But that's obviously a different episode in itself, to be honest but I would always end up with the guy that was um oh don't worry he's cheated on about six women he's also cheated on me but it's fine he's different now it's like oh for fuck's sake Sally so I remember I was I wasn't really seeing this guy I suppose I was and um I I remember I was really conscious about my arms and really conscious and he just said to me oh listen don't worry I dated a girl with psoriasis before and um, it's nowhere near as bad as yours but yeah the bed was a mess in the morning there's loads of dead skin everywhere but you know I'm used to that Oh my fucking God, get out of my fucking house. Get out of my house. Get out of my house now. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make me feel better. It wasn't as bad as yours. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, yours is really bad. I remember you went, yeah, yours is really bad. I went, all right, okay, I think you need to go. So uh, that was, even though I'm laughing about it now, I remember just being fucking mortified, like absolutely mortified. And I was like, okay, no, I can't, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't see another guy. I can't, I literally can't see another guy. 
it was fucking terrible. But I did date a few guys up over Newcastle and I didn't let it really knock my confidence. But again, always long sleeves, always on sunbeds, using steroid creams, going to loads of different doctors as well. Um, I'd go, I'd hear, oh, stop smoking, stop drinking, because that's um, that again will affect your psoriasis. And um, I was training at the gym. That actually helps loads and loads of exercise. I mean, honestly, this has been like a 25 year journey of up and down and up and down. And it was only until I moved to Manchester which was about 14 years ago now. Um, and it, it was, I remember it not being that bad. It was fine because I remember moving, I moved to Manchester and I remember going to see my um, my grandma and my mum took a picture of me sat around my grandma's dining room table and I've got a strappy vest on and my arms are clear, completely clear. So it must have been a time where for a couple of years it had gone completely again. Because like I said, it was just a roller coaster, this. It is it is a fucking, it's a skin roller coaster, believe me. Um, and then I uh, I remember meeting my husband, Scott. Um, and I, Scott's the first guy in a very, very long time that I actually dated sober, which sounds terrible, doesn't it? But it's the truth. And that, I want to be truthful with you. I genuinely mean that. I really do. Um I'd had quite a good party lifestyle in my 20s. And so Scott was somebody that I was really conscious about him seeing me naked. I don't know why. He was the first person. I was like, fucking hell, I really don't want him to see me naked. Um, and uh, I remember saying to him, oh, I've got uh, 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 I've got psoriasis on my arms. And he, he, do you know what? He wasn't bothered in the slightest bit. He didn't even fucking flinch. There's nothing. It was just like, I think he actually said to me, what's that? <laughs> I said, well, it's just not very nice. It's just like, fucking scabs and it's horrible and he went all right it's not what 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 do you mean i'm not bothered and i was like you what honestly it was like there's like a fucking like at this moment and i just like what the fuck is wrong with this guy why is he not bothered by this um and it's funny because it cleared up for years, like literally cleared up for years. Um and I've had a few moments where it's it's come back um and then when it came back, I remember, I remember saying, Scott, I don't know why it's come back. Maybe I'm stressed at work. And he's like, you've got nothing to fucking stress about. You're not stressed. I remember him saying to me, you're not stressed. And I was like, yeah, I'm not fucking stressed. I'm not stressed out. What the fuck? What? I'm, I'm not. I wasn't stressed out. But I'd been led to believe that this was because of your stressy party lifestyle, Sally, that you have psoriasis. Like I'd done something wrong. It was really weird, but it was almost like, what the fuck have I done wrong? Why did I, you know, uh, why do I don't, why do I deserve this? I don't feel like I deserve this. And I um, I remember going to see the doctor and again, they suggested this time steroid creams. And then she, I remember this is a different GP because if you remember, I'm moving around the country all the time and I'm constantly having different GPs. This one suggested to me, why don't you try these injections? And I said, um, what, what, what do they do? She said, well, I think her exact words were they give them to people who were going through chemo or something like this it was. Um, and the only problem is it could potentially leave you infertile. Now, I was like, what the fuck? Now, kids at the time weren't on the agenda because we'd only just met. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Um, oh, you can go for light treatment. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that then. So I went, had some like UVB lights and everything. Looked into these injections. injections. Holy shit. They're, uh, yeah, they're harsh. They're really, really harsh. I was like, I do not want that. No way. So I'd randomly at the time read The Secrets, um, which I mentioned an awful lot, actually, because it was the start of so much that's changed in my life. Um, and it was by, by Rhonda Byrne. And then from then onwards, I started to go on a very, I'm still on the journey now, this really interesting journey of um, the law of attraction, the power of now, um, about how you should be really conscious about what you're thinking, about 
energy fields, you know, hanging around, getting the good vibes off of good people. And um, yeah, it was all very, very interesting. Um, and, and it still is to this day. And I remember, God, blimey, what was the fucking turning point? Um I remember reading um, about steroid creams and the detrimental effect on your skin. I had why I'd never come across this before. I didn't know. I just trusted that the steroid creams is what you used to get rid of psoriasis. That's all I knew at this point. You need to have sunlight and steroid creams to get rid of your psoriasis. That was it. Because nobody in my family has it. I'm the only one. I'm one of four fucking kids, for God's sake. I'm one of four. I'm from a huge family, like a massive family extended. Um, my mum's one of five. I think on my mum's side, I'm one of 14 grandchildren. And then on top of that, I think now there's 28 great grandchildren. So there is a hell of a lot of us. But psoriasis is hereditary. So it's come from somewhere. So it's come, whether it's skipped a generation or not, I don't know, or skipped a couple of generations. It's so interesting that I'm the only one out of that whole gang that has got it. Now, am I meant to have it for a reason on that reflection? Because I'm, am I supposed to be the one to talk about it? I don't, I have no idea. No idea. But it was about 14 years ago that I thought, you know what, I'm not going to fucking use steroid creams anymore. I'm pretty certain that my body can heal this. I'm sure I should be able to heal this by myself. And then, I started to try everything alternative. Oh my God, literally, I can tell you so much of stuff that I have tried. Because one thing that you'll notice is if you have um, maybe like a skin ailment and it's visible to other people, um, some people don't want to talk to you about it or you'll get really, it's sort of like extreme. You'll get people that will stare and not say anything or you'll get people that will point and go, oh, have you got psoriasis? Oh, I've got that. Or, oh, my dad's got that. All right, thanks. Or my granddad has it. Or my uncle has it. All right, okay. There's very few women I know with it, which is because women, we don't talk about things, do we? Women, we just like to keep our mouths shut. We don't talk about the fact that we've got a heavy period. We don't talk about the fact that we're going through IVF. We don't talk about the fact that we've had miscarriages. We don't talk about things. Uh, do you know what? I've had the most, I've got the most wonderful group of women that have come together. Then we go cold water swimming every four weeks and we discuss topics in our little group about things that women in general don't know about. Augusta Kaufman, she's been a guest speaker on the podcast. She was talking about how such a small percentage of women actually know their own genitals. Like they don't even know what the vulva is, where the G-spot is, what the clitoris can do. And this is the thing that as women, we just don't talk about enough things. So if somebody says to me, do you know anybody with psoriasis? I only know guys. I only know men that have had psoriasis. I don't know any women. So I felt very, very alone in this sort of journey that I've been going on for the past 20 or so years. And it's only until no shit today that I've started to talk about it more openly. I've actually airbrushed my own photos before um, so that people couldn't see my skin. Honestly, God, I'm getting really upset, which is really sad, really sad. And then when I had my wedding pictures taken, I even said, oh, fucking hell, can you just airbrush that arm? <laughs> so I was never asked about the fact that I might have a fucking tummy <laughs> or my ass didn't look firm enough. I was always more bothered about the fact that I didn't ever want anybody to see the skin on my arms. So, yeah, it is. It's something that I think that so many people live with certain ailments and you know this whole fucking be kind thing be kind right okay listen I am the first person who's always like do you know what 
<laughs> this is going to sound fucking terrible. But a lot of, and I'll be dead truthful with you, this is how I see it. In social media, there are a lot of people who put these be kind stickers out there and it's almost like, oh, that person cares so much more than what I do. But actually, it is so much more than that. It's so much more than a fucking sticker on your fucking Facebook being kind. Okay. And there is, there is a hell of a lot more that I can share on that matter. But it's really interesting about the ignorance of people when it comes to seeing something or something that they don't know and how they react. Oh my God, I'll never forget. I think I was in, uh, we were on a honeymoon and we'd gone to Disney World. We, oh God, we went everywhere. We went to fucking Grand Canyon. It was amazing. We did loads of stuff, right? We ended up in Disney World and we were in a queue and the, this is a guy who's working in the fucking vent, like the ticket machine as you're going through. He went, oh my God, what's that? I was like, oh, it's, um, it's a bit of psoriasis on my arms. I said, it's, uh, it's, it, you know, the sun does it the world of good. So I'm just getting plenty of fresh air to it. He went, I thought your husband had been putting out his cigarettes on you. Oh, okay. You dick. (laughs) Who the fuck would say that? (laughs) Who the fuck would say that? So yeah, it's been, oh my God, fuck, I've nearly done half an hour. And (laughs) I just looked over then at my recording. I was like, shit, I've nearly done half an hour. I don't ever like to go over 30 minutes because sometimes I feel like people can just get like, oh, fuck off Sally and turn switch off. I'm going to have to do a part two. I'm going to have to do a part two of this because I really want to share where my journey's taken me to and how I've gone down this whole route of alternative therapy, healing, but not just that, the people that I've met along the way. It is incredible. So yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong, since having Roman, when I was pregnant, oh fuck up, do you know what? I'm going to save it to the second one. I'm going to have to. (laughs) Right, if I have touched upon anything today that has made you think, shit, yes, I actually have it too, um, please reach out to me. I genuinely mean that because I just feel like not enough people talk about these things. And so therefore, I would appreciate the support you can find me on social media. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. You can even find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. If it's something that I have touched note upon today or something that you have healed yourself with, maybe you've had a skin complaint, maybe you have had psoriasis and you're a woman. Oh, that would be amazing to hear from you find me Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. And if you have found this helpful or you know somebody that would find this helpful and part two is going to be incredibly helpful, then share this podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on, I honestly am so grateful for all the comments, reviews and ratings. And if you're loving what you're hearing, why don't you just drop me a five star review? Because if I can get this podcast out to more and more people, that's exactly what I want. It's helping other people. And at the same time, I'm not being selfish. I'm just being truthful. It's massively helping me. (laughs) It hugely helps me to talk about these things because, and they say it's always very cathartic, isn't it? They say that healers have actually healed themselves before they even started healing other people because they can do it from the heart and it's authentic. It's something that they can talk about because guess what? They've been there, done it and got the t-shirt. Right. I had, you know, I've got so into that conversation. Fucking hell, I hope it made sense. (laughs) Right. I am going to do a part two for this one. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate all the support and especially when you reach out to me as well. Have a fantastic week and I will see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring. 
And you and I are best friends now.